Well, good evening. I'm Arlene Vaughn for Alex Pearson, and it is time for the conservative convention. There's something about a convention, I mean, even if it's not your party that you vote for, we all pay a lot of attention to it, and boy, we should. You know, I'm still thinking of the NDP in their last convention. They were so excited. And now Jagmeet Singh has been stammering along and needs to get going. And now we have the conservatives, Andrew Shear, brand new leader. And it's, it would be an interesting convention as we get ready for the next election anyway, to see what area they're going to go and watch the party come together. This is a new conservative party. Remember, I mean, suffering a loss in the election, Stephen Harper and many wondering, do they stick with him? Do they distance themselves? And now we've already seen it. We have seen the prime minister, Justin Trudeau, try to still raise the ghost of Stephen Harper. He did it as he talked about diversity the other day and now we're going to take a look at what the conservatives are going to do and what we're going to learn by their moves in the convention. Joining me is Global News Ottawa Bureau Chief Mercedes Stevenson. Mercedes, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Arlene. You know, all eyes on the conservative convention. And, you know, it's not a huge convention. It's not right before an election, but it's the first for Andrew Scheer. And what do you know? We've got a diversity debate. How important is it going to be for those conservatives at the convention? Well, it's it's critical, and it's very interesting because I can tell you a couple of weeks ago, we were not expecting any excitement at the Conservative Convention, and that has changed drastically as a result of Maxime Bernier's tweets. Uh, and you can see that basically you have pressure on the leader to do something about this, and there are a number of people inside the Conservative Caucus who are not happy with how Andrew Scheer has performed. They want him to say something stronger. At the same time, some of Scheer's people say, look, there is a certain portion of the base who find this kind of rhetoric attractive. And they're trying to balance that out, which is very difficult. But I can tell you that senior members of that shadow cabinet have not been very happy with Mr. Scheer. They want him to take a much harder line. They think there's a big difference between criticizing illegal immigration and criticizing diversity. But we're already seeing the stakes are really high. We saw our prime minister go for a heckler. And he was criticized for it. And then he doubled down with the diversity. We know the way it goes. The conservatives are very vulnerable to that attack from the liberals. It worked the last time from Stephen Harper. Are there segments of the conservative party, including Andrew Scheer, who think that they should be more cautious here? There's certainly concern about how to balance this because the Nakab issue in the 2015 election became very problematic for them and some of the rhetoric around that. And they want to try to emphasize that the Conservatives do have a history of diversity, too, to say they're also supportive, but they don't like Justin Trudeau's vision of it. And that's to Justin Trudeau's advantage because he's been able to play that card so far. What's interesting is that some of the polling we're seeing is seeing that people are more sensitized to this issue. They appear to be becoming, it's too early to be a trend yet, but they appear to be becoming increasingly polarized. And we've seen that in other countries like the United Kingdom Mm -hmm. or the United States. So is it going to go that way? Certainly, I can tell you the liberals, uh, as they meet behind closed doors at the session, are planning to make that line of attack 
one of the main things that they pursue heading into the 2019 election. And is it also an area that is not a slam dunk this time for the Liberals? The electorate is different. Things have changed. We have economic things on the horizon. We have a NAFTA problem. We don't know if we're going to get that deal. We have a different relationship with the United States. We have other trade that we're trying to get. We have ballooning deficits. So it is, is, you know, the Liberals, too, could be taking a chance here. Well, it's very interesting depending on who you talk to inside the Liberal Party and even at the senior ranks. There's some who think that the center is tone deaf on this. Mm-hmm. They're worried um, that some of the doubling down may create blowback, particularly when it comes to the asylum seekers issue, that they think that conflating that with diversity, which others say is exactly what Maxime Bernier has done too, um, is a serious issue and that Canadians won't vote for it. Uh, the senior people inside Justin Trudeau's circle fundamentally believe that Canadians will be attracted to the argument that he's making, and they are absolutely planning to make it again. But there's no question that they're vulnerable on a number of issues, including immigration and NAFTA, two of the key ones, not to mention, I'm here in Nanaimo, pipelines, something that a lot of people either think they haven't done enough on or have done too much of. It is. So we can see the pressure on both sides. But let's be clear, things are also very different since after the election. Not only is the honeymoon over, there are these problematic files that we've just talked about, including the Indigenous file. You've just mentioned the pipeline. And now we have the polls showing that Canadians are moving towards the Conservative Party. It is closer, if we can believe the polls. So one thing's for sure, we're in for an exciting time as these issues start to be defined. Absolutely. And I can tell you that 24 hours in politics can seem like an eternity. So this far (laughs) out from an election, it is impossible to predict, but it's certainly going to be fascinating because it is a different landscape. And it's always a a different attitude and opinion in the electorate when it's a majority government looking to be reelected versus when they're able to come out that first time as the fresh new face. And we know historically, I mean, this is going to be a tough thing to do. Final question, let me ask you. As we watch Andrew Scheer, let's face it, the country is going to be watching the way he walks, the way he talks, and how he deals with Maxine Bernier. Is there political analysts taking a view right now that Andrew Scheer has to take control of this party, at least in image? Yes, and there certainly has been criticism from senior people uh, inside the party, senior MPs, who feel that he hasn't been decisive enough, um, that he believed perhaps this would blow over, and obviously that's not what's happened. I think it's very interesting that we're hearing the announcement that he is planning to go to India. Um, That Mm -hmm. is a weak point for the Liberals. The Conservatives really surged in the polls during that. They enjoyed a lot more support, and so I think they are trying to go back to what worked for them. Plus, there's a lot of voters here who might be influenced potentially by that. There's a large Indo-Canadian population, and it also allows them to show their diversity card and say, look, we're going overseas. We're trying to connect with a new uh, you know, up-and-coming administration in this company, very, very large country as well. Uh, but really, that was a weakness for Justin Trudeau. And I think what this really is about is them trying to exploit that. And it very well could be ground zero of some of that movement in the polls. I know I said last question, but let me renege on that for one moment. <laughs> you know, as you talk about how vulnerable they both are, one of the things 
news is, too, here, we've got Justin Trudeau, and there is a conversation happening, and I know it's happening certainly with a lot of political people, but it may move down to regular Canadians, is about, you know, calling people racist. Can we have a conversation about diversity without that name-calling? Well, and that is one of the big questions that the Prime Minister is being asked. Now, in this particular situation in Quebec, there's been some serious questions about who the woman in question is and what group mm-hmm. she represents. She was in the media before for refusing service from a Muslim, Muslim woman uh, at a dental clinic. Um, so he probably mm-hmm. has been slightly insulated by that. If she had been um, just a you know concerned Canadian grandmother, which is how a lot of conservatives are trying to portray it, he probably would have been more vulnerable. Um, speaking out against racism is one thing, but using it as a way to criticize people who ask questions about where the tax dollar are going. How much is this costing? Is there a security issue? Um, that is something that we've seen the Liberals sometimes trying to leverage, um, and we'll see if that works for them or not. It's certainly something you can see them experimenting with. Mercedes, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thanks kindly. You're welcome. Mercedes Stevenson, Global News, Ottawa Bureau Chief, as we take a look at what may be happening in the Conservative Convention. I'm Arlene Bunnett, in for Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.